everyone, and welcome to the Balanced Purpose Podcast. My name is Ray Trevino, and I am your host. Each week, we will explore the essential elements of living a fulfilling, balanced, and meaningful life. Our podcast brings together entrepreneurs, business executives, coaches, and everyday people like you and me who have seen challenges and have overcome adversities to create success and find balance in their lives. Whether you're a young professional seeking to make an impact in your career, a parent looking to balance work and family life, or a retiree seeking to create a new purpose, our podcast is something for everyone. So join us as we delve into the world of living a balanced and purposeful life and discover how you can create a life of balance and purpose for yourself. Today's guest is a seasoned professional excelling in consultative solution sales and software sales notably achieving outstanding results with major clients. As a former CEO, he drove remarkable growth, tripling gross sales and launching successful brands. Currently as an enterprise sales manager at Percona, he combines acumen with a passion for innovation and growth. Beyond his career, he actively engages in volunteer work, serving as a sales mentor at Harvard Business School and holding advisory positions in Elevated Thought, CGM Sports and Account AIM. I'd like to welcome Lester Sidney to our show. Lester, it's wonderful to have you here today, man. How are you? Ray, you already know. Today is Tuesday, so I am terrific. I think it's important for all of us to have a positive word to start off each and every single day. So I'm terrific. And even more importantly, Ray, the fact that I have the opportunity to be on your podcast, man, I am so blessed today to be here uh, and join you and, uh, and Jerry here. So super, super stoked. Well, thank you so much for those kind words. We're we're definitely honored to have you here. Now, would you mind telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and maybe throwing a fun fact that many people don't know about you? Wow, where where do I start, Ray? Do I do, should I just condense this to the Reader Digest version of what's been going on maybe the last couple of years, or or they want the full story? You think, Ray? Let's get the let's, all day. <laughs> let's get the full story. All day is okay. All right, um, full story. So you know, I think. You know, a lot of times people go throughout life not knowing what their purpose is or what they're meant to do in this world. And I also had struggled with that for for a long time. But, you know, going all the way back to my childhood, I always knew I was going to be a salesperson. And the reason for that, as I was a kid that was selling candy, Pokemon cards, um, I was selling everything. And so when I when I got in and we'll fast forward a little bit, when I got into college, um, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go for sales and marketing. And what attracted me was uh, technology as obviously was on the boom as I was as I was growing up. And I was like, you know what, technology sales sound, sounds great. So, you know, I've been in technology sales for the last 15 years. Um, I've had a tremendous amount of success. I took a little bit of a hiatus and was a CEO for a cannabis company for two years um, and took the company from one point five million to four and a half million. And during that journey, I learned a lot. And actually, Ray, I want to call one of your posts that you put up the other day on LinkedIn around, you know, like learning from your failures, but even like having a process in place to, you know, there was things that you said in your post was like, damn, I really wish Ray was around back then. So I would have known I, I shouldn't have made this mistake or done this. But also you mentioned Lester, you learn from your mistakes, right? Or your failures. And when you experience them yourselves, you get a different perspective versus people coaching you. And so throughout that journey, man, I was a, had to fire people. I was the head of HR, learned how to do payroll, um, raised a a seed round of funding to grow the business. I mean, it was just so many things that I learned from it and it was a tremendous experience. Um, But what happened was the sacrifice my family had to make. 
And I think this is important for listeners to, to hear because I've always been someone that was driven around money, 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 generating wealth. And as I went through that process of my life, came the realization, once I started achieving all of this wealth, I was like, wow, what's next? There's got to be more. And at the same time, as I said earlier, my family was being sacrificed for me being a CEO in a company in Maine. So I was living in Maine, gentlemen, for five to 10 days in a row. Mm. Um, And the impact it had on my son and my wife, and my son's only eight years old, so I was missing some really, really important years. And Mm. so I made the decision to, to step down. And I did it for family. Um, and there were some other kind of business reasons that kind of led to it, but ultimately it came down to family first. And I never was that type of guy. And this is me being vulnerable with you folks out there because I was all about myself for the longest time, selfish. And I learned a lot of those selfish traits and habits from my father. And you know, I'm going to get deep here where he would put music and seeing people over spending time with me and my mother. And, you know, it's unfortunate. And for me, understanding that and I have no ill will towards him or 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 anger because he wasn't raised with a family that acknowledged him and provided him with love. So how could he do the same thing when he didn't have that in his life? And as I've been going through this journey of life and doing deep discovery, it made me realize, like, I needed to break that within our family. And so now I try my best to put my family first in every situation. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, um, without them, wealth doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So you, okay, great. Lester, you accumulate all this wealth and now your, your wife and your son don't like you because you never spent time when they moved away. Now what, what do you do? Yeah. yeah. Like, I love it. it. It's crazy, but it took me shit 20 years to figure this out. <laughs> like, so was your father a musician? So he wasn't. He was a writer. Was so, a writer. yeah, he was a writer. And, um, you know, there was times where I was like in my head as a young child being like, Dad, your music sucks. Like you're not going to be some big producer and and all this stuff. And it was more. And, and as I've gotten older, I realized it was more because I was just disappointed and upset the fact that he was putting certain things before me and not acknowledging me or providing the love that I was seeking as, as a young boy. So during this time, uh, where did you seek the attention that you were longing for and how did this impact? Do you, do you have siblings? I should have asked that. No, that's a great question. I do. And my brother and I were 15 years apart. So I tease him all the time. Like you were the oops, baby. Mom had you when she was 17. <laughs> you know, um, but I, I do have a sibling. Um, but where I, where I found my love and, and so blessed to have had my mother in my life. I mean, I the I am the man I am today because of her, because of the amount of love that she poured into me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was a single mother, essentially, because my dad lived in Washington State and we lived in Massachusetts. And Man, the amount of things she taught me on how to not only treat people, but also how to go about life and how to manage my finances. Like, there's just so much I attribute to my mother. So that's where I seeked all of the love that I could possibly absorb from someone was was from her. Your mother is an amazing woman. And I'll tell you why, because a lot of people struggle with identity nowadays. I mean, it's just it's prevalent in everything we see and everything we do. You know, social media has a big a, a big deal to do with it. However, being a kid at that age, you're really impressionable in, in everything. And if it wasn't for your mother, you could have gotten into gangs, stealing drugs, 
and other things that could have destroyed your life at an early age. So hats off to her. And that's something, you know, that I focus on personally because it, your story sounds exactly like mine, except that my mom had to work and go to school and do different things because my father, who was a musician, you know, didn't provide us with the love we need. And my mother, unfortunately, didn't have the time. And there were there were five of us. She had five kids. Wow. And and so, yeah, if it wasn't for friends that I had who were positive influences on me, I could have gone in the wrong direction, too. However, we live in a world today where we're also losing those positive influences. You know, uh, right now people are looking towards the influencers on Instagram or YouTube or LinkedIn that are just teaching them things that really aren't of. And, and I mean, I'm, let's be real. The, a lot of the influencers are just trying to make a buck. Well, and but you know, but do they even know what their purpose is and why yeah. they're doing it? Yeah. So. You know, and, and so they look they look towards something that's not real. And, and even if it is, you know, money, I mean, money's the root of all evil. I think it's it's created by the devil itself and, uh, you know, causes us to, to think about that. However, uh, moving on from from that point of your life, um, where did you find the direction that you needed to get you where you are today? You know, Ray, before I answer that question. You know, I've, I've been doing a lot of deep discovery and reflection on, on my life. And and it's over this last year, and, and I'm going to get additionally vulnerable and share a little bit of things of what's been going on in the last, I would say, 18 months of my life. But, you know, I, I was fortunate enough that I had some small failures, you know, in college. Like I started a clothing company. We did deals with Urban Outfitters. Uh, we just kept breaking even. So I don't really necessarily call that a failure, but in essence, it was. And there was a few other types of projects. And business I had started that it failed. And then when I got like real serious about tech sales after I graduated college, like I had a lot of success early on, like a lot. And I never really experienced what true failure kind of felt like outside of some smaller things. And when I stepped down from being the CEO of that company, I hit a deep depression, a really mm. deep depression. One in which where I was looking for anything to numb myself in terms of drinking alcohol. And it got to the point where I wasn't feeling normal unless I had a drink. Um, I took July and August of that year off uh, because I was looking for a new job. And it got so bad that I was sleeping some days, 12 hours. And my wife would be like, hey, like, what are you doing? Get up. Like, And if it wasn't for her, um, I probably would still be drinking because she looked at me one day and she's like, you're complaining about you know, the anxiety, waking up anxious at night waking up in the sweats and then also like, you're not normal unless you drink. She said, you know what? I think it'd be a good idea for you to stop drinking. And I looked at her and I said, yes. So on December 16th of, uh, what was that? 2000, what was that? 2022? No, 23. I stopped drinking alcohol. So it's been over a year now and, and so many months. And what I'll say is I am extremely grateful for hitting that, what I would call deep, dark, depressed state. Because being in that place, I hired an executive coach and, and, and she's also my therapist and we did some deep discovery and we went deep and I'm still going deep and I'm on a mission to go as deep as I possibly can before I leave this earth. But I uncovered a lot of things about myself, whether that I liked or I didn't like. And the things I didn't like figured out ways to remove those things from my life and to change them. And as I went through this journey with her, she recommended to me, and I know Ray, you're a big believer in it, is the Ikiga 
right? Mm-hmm. Finding out your purpose. And I was like, what is this? I'm like, I've never, I've never heard of this. I was like, let me try it out. And, you know, for those of you who are listening, it, it's pretty much what are you good at? Um, what do you love to do? Uh, what can you make money at? And what's the world need? So you fill out all those areas. And then I just started writing, writing, writing. And then I started drawing all these, these lines to different things to see what it was. And what I came back to, um, and it made perfect sense to me, was mentoring and coaching people. I was like, because throughout my sales career, I had the opportunity working with these young BDRs and SDRs, and I would always coach a mentor. I was like, try this. They'd come back and then try that. And they'd when you saw their faces light up when they successfully deployed something that you shared with them and they had success with it, like I, it would get me fired up. Just thinking about it right now gets me fired up. So I knew I had a bigger calling in this world, right? Whether it's mentoring, coaching, um, so on and so forth. So I do have a big, hairy, audacious goal, and it's becoming a motivational speaker. Like that's what I'm going after right now. Um, and slowly but surely, I'm building up this platform for myself. But I want to help 11 million people. Now, how am I going to be able to track that? I have no idea. But if I am able to have an impact on one person's life that impacts 10 more, like you can see the butterfly effect occurring. And so for me, um, that's what I've been made and put here to do on this earth is to give back and support people. I've had so many amazing mentors that I still have in my life that have blessed me. And I'm like, I need to pay this forward. And, you know, I do a lot of free kind of mentoring with, with folks. Um, and I will be launching my own coaching business as, as well here shortly. But they always ask me, like, what can I give you in return? I said, listen, what you can do is if someone that you know comes to you and they're looking for support or help in some way and you can help them do it and don't ask for anything in return. I was like, and that is the way you can pay me back for the time that we're spending. So that's that's kind of the mission I'm on, gentlemen, and uh, I'm not looking back. And there's a lot of other things within that, that that I'm going after, too. But but that's the big, hairy, audacious goal. That's a great goal. Why the number 11 million? You know, so you had a good friend of mine that I met on LinkedIn, um, Angelo, uh-huh. on here. And Angelo and I, we had a mastermind session. Wow, it was like probably three or four weeks ago. And we were digging into each other's visions and, and he gave me his and we were asking each other why. And he's like, yeah, you know, I want to impact 7 million lives. And I looked at him and I was like, it's not enough. I was like, that's not enough. I'm going after 11 million. And he just smiled ear to ear. And so that's where the 11 million came up. It was just like, just jumped in my head when we were having the conversation. I was like, you know what, Angel, I'm going to one up you. I'm going 11 million. <laughs> you know, every time I... uh talk to Angelo or he even pops up in my mind. I, I can't help but smile. I just, I always have to say his name in an Italian accent. Angelo yeah. Melchiore. Like, like even in the podcast, I cannot just say, I can't say it. I just can't say it without having an Italian accent. Oh my God. I, I love Angelo, man. Just the the energy that he brings. And, uh, and hopefully at the end of the show, I'll share a couple of things that he and I are working on uh, for the guests that are, that are still in the works. Man, and and you know, to quote someone else that was recently on the show, Austin Moore, you, you had a pretty significant catalyst moment uh, that that changed your perspective and changed your life. And I love the direction that you're headed, and I love the fact that you like to serve without asking for anything in return. Because what happens is that the universe pays dividends, right? It all comes back to you, full circle. Eleven million is a great number. We'll just say you want to impact the world, uh, and I, I can since you're motivational speaking, like I'm excited right now, just talking with you. So I can't wait to be in that crowd cheering you on going, I know that guy. 
<laughs> I, yeah. I I appreciate that, Ray. So so what's in the what's in the works for you now? What are you currently working on, and where do you want to go with it? So right now, obviously, outside of outside of my nine to five, which which that has most of my focus right now, right? So the things that I'm working on are more late at night or first thing in the morning before my day gets started. So um, right now, I'm working on launching a website. So I'll be offering kind of coaching services, and, and it's really going to be geared towards people who have felt stuck because this last year I felt stuck. Like, where am I going to go? It's, you know, and I feel like a lot of sales professionals and I can speak to those folks. So I will be targeting and and working with those types of individuals. Um, But it's really going to be around your beingness. So you see all of these and I'm not knocking any of these kind of sales gurus with all these frameworks and methods of of how to do prospecting or, or messaging or any of that stuff. It's no knock on them. But at the end of the day, Forget about your frameworks, because if the way that you're showing up and your beingness is not on point, I don't care what framework they tell you is going to work. It's not going to work. Like first, you got to get yourself right and how you present yourself. And, and even with those frameworks, like it's not a one size fits all. Right. You can take a framework and it needs to be customized. So it drives me insane. Honestly, when I see by my framework, I promise 10 X new prospects will come inbound. Like, I'm sorry people out there, that's a whole bunch of BS. And if you're buying it, I feel bad for you because everything needs to be customized depending on who your persona is, what type of product you're selling, what industries are you selling to, like everything has to be adjusted. Now, at the basis of it, yes, it might have a good framework, but everything needs to be tweaked. So for me personally, that, you know, those who want to work with me from a coaching perspective, you're looking for frameworks, I'm not your guy. Can I help perfect you and help messaging? Absolutely. But it all starts with your beingness. Like, how are you being right now? And that's what I really want to work on because many people lose sight of that. And I've been going on this really professional development journey for the last year after doing all this deep discovery. And I didn't realize how important beingness was until I went through a program uh, called Redesign. It's an executive leadership program. And they focus a lot of time on what's your, what's your being, what's your state of being. And we have both positive and negative sides of it. And so that's where I want to focus to really coach people on understanding their beingness and, and the importance of it. And once they get that aligned, the rest of the world will start to fall in line to what they want to achieve. So, so what do you call beingness? Like, is that just your the solidity of your mental framework, basically? So, you know, it's, it's a great question. So let me give you some examples, uh, Jerry, because I think this one might, might be helpful for you. So, you know, let's say, for example... Um, you show up to a, to a meeting, right? And you have a negative mindset. Like what's your being when you have a negative mindset? Frustrated, mm-hmm. angry, anxious, mad, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Anxious, right? All of those things. So when I talk about beingness, it's like, how do you get yourself in the state of being? So like, let's say I want to be a CEO of a company. How do they show up every day? What's their way of being? Confident, right? Supportive, Um all those types of words. So your beingness is like, I want to become something. So what's the beingness that I need to be and present myself so that I can become that or I can be that right now at this current state? I love it. That's like I have a a whiteboard here in my office with just different things. And one of the key statements I have there is who do I need to become? Yes. Right. Because we all we all have uh, goals in mind. and, And there's this person that we see at the end of However you see it, whether it's a tunnel, a vision, a goal, uh, 
a journey, right? And and who is this person? What kind of education do do they need to learn? What 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 do they need to watch? What do I, who do they need to turn into in order to be this person that they strive to be? Which is a very valid point, and I like uh, that you focus on one person at a time because I, I see so many coaches out there that do these these exact exactly what you said, coaching models, coaching groups, and I'm like, how is that helping anyone? You know, you're spending money, and and I speak for people that are very close to me who have spent thousands of dollars on these group coaching classes, right? That teach one one agenda one type of uh, curriculum to learn the same thing, even though everybody is completely different. Yeah. Have you ever uh, heard of a show called Contrapreneur? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh. Watch it. Go on YouTube and watch it. Contrapreneur. All right. Yeah. Don't yeah, look it up. yeah you're going to you're gonna look it up, Jerry. You're going to text <laughs> me. As soon as you watch it, you're going to text me and you're going to say, this is exactly what I'm talking about. So it's about um, a guy, he goes to, to all of these big events like Tony Robbins and and he plays what's called contrapreneur bingo where he calls out where they are falsely leading the crowd right nice. he's like ah oh, bingo there ah oh, bingo it's it's a great show i'd like to get the uh, host on my show but you know i got to send him a few more emails so that's he'll, some good he'll, he'll respond i'm i'm excited to to take a look at that i wrote it uh, down yeah, you're gonna you're gonna watch it, and you're gonna. You said it was on YouTube, right, Ray? It's it's on YouTube. Yeah, you'll text me, and you're gonna say, "Man, that's awesome." So now, with within all the things that you do on a daily basis, your goals, your family, just being the person who you are today, how do you find balance in your life? So, you know, it's interesting. So I, I've struggled with balance um, throughout my life, and and I also start to think about is balance really needed. So I'm going to be, I'm going to maybe contradict a little bit some folks and their, their thinking, but I look at life as, is is your life and, and finding a way in which that you can get everything that you want accomplished, but also being there for others is, is part of everyday life for us. So in terms of a balance, um, the way that I structure my days is I get up before the family. Um, and I do this because that's dad time. So dad wakes up at 5 a.m., I make sure I do my Wim Hof breathing exercise. I do my meditation. I work out. And then I get about 30 minutes to read. So, you know, a big book that I'm reading right now is is Fail Forward by John C. Maxwell. So I'm just about finished wrapping that book up. And then I'm going on to my next book. Um, and that's my time. Seven o'clock hits. Coffee's being made. The wife's getting up. I pour a cup of coffee. My son, I'm preparing his breakfast for him. So from about 7 to 8.30 is family time every day. And gentlemen, before this past year, that was not the case. It was daddy get himself ready. Daddy worries about daddy, 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 daddy does all his own stuff. You guys worry about yourselves. And, you know, again, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, wow, like that's selfish, like working on yourself first. So now I put them first in the morning after, after I do my stuff and they're not, they're sleeping. So it's really my time take care of them, then they're off. And then I start my day. But then I make sure that every day I end at six o'clock. Mm. I won't take meetings after six o'clock. I, I have to do that because we eat family. Uh, we eat dinner together as a family. Um, and then I bathe my son, get him ready for bed, read him a story. Occasionally, like last night, we played a little bit of Fortnite. So 
I don't know, Ray, if you saw my, my post, I gave up video games as soon as I graduated college, but this has been a new thing that my son and I are bonding on. I got him a PlayStation 5, and so last night he goes, hey, Dad, can you play a couple games? I'm like, listen, we'll play three games, and then we got to get in the tub, all right? And so so I try to I try to bookend my days, and then on the weekends, it's family. Like, I won't touch the phone. I'll do a couple occasional LinkedIn posts, maybe Facebook, but my phone nine times out of 10 is, isn't by my side because, and, and it's, it's a struggle. I, there's times I find myself addicted to picking up my phone, seeing what's going on, what am I missing? And, you know, I, I've come to the realization and I still need practice. There are times where I get weak, like anybody, right? We're human beings, mm-hmm. uh, but trying to make that conscious effort of making sure that mornings, evenings for the family and the weekends for the family. So that's how I try to figure out the balance, but I look at it, it's, it's life. Right. So are we really balancing anything? I don't know. That's 100% balanced. You have the exact schedule I do, except I I try and cut off at four o'clock. Although I don't have have those luxuries yet. Right. When I run my own business, maybe, maybe I'll I'll be back in that realm. You will. And I just prioritize different things because I know every now and then I'm going to have to take a call at 8 p.m. Every now and then it's going to be seven o'clock. You know, like like tonight, I'm a huge Houston Texans fan. And we've yeah. make it to the we've made it to the second round of the playoffs, and I was asked to be on a, a sports podcast because everyone knows I'm a Houston Texans diehard fan since day one, you know, in 2002. And so I'm I'm going to jump on this podcast tonight at 6:30 and talk smack, you know. But <laughs> but it's I'm just fun sure to do. You're making adjustments, right? So the the family time you'll probably adjust it to earlier or later in the day. So well, and and my six year old son is a huge football fan, and 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 the kid knows stats players everything so guess what i'm gonna pull him into this podcast oh, i love it tonight too so it'll be it'll be pretty awesome if he doesn't shy away and I, I like your take on the video games i completely i just i didn't allow them until this christmas we got a, a nintendo switch okay and and all of the games that my kids have i have a six-year-old son and a five-year-old daughter all are all interactive games so they golf they bowl they play tennis, they play baseball, they play soccer and football, things where that, that's going to keep them moving and that I can jump in and play, really show them who the master is, right? <laughs> and so moving on, how, how do you define purpose in your life? <laughs> well, you know, that's, um, I would have answered before, purpose is around generating wealth for my family. So I would have defined my purpose in this world. Um, now, you know, my purpose and and how I define purpose is what is that legacy? What is that you're going to leave behind that creates positive change in the world? And that's what I would say is purpose. And I feel like everyone needs to find their purpose. And, you know, I've been reading through that John C. Maxwell book, Failing Forward, you know, and, and this is so relevant in my mind. I actually posted about it today was his strategies on, on how to become successful. Um, and as he was talking through that, one of the most important steps of those strategies is finding your purpose. And I feel like a lot of times people put purpose in terms of like financial gain and wealth. But if you're able to do something positive that impacts the world, guess what? All that wealth and money that you're that you're seeking, it's going to follow you. But just in a different way in a way in which that you're helping people versus how can I take advantage of this person so I can make money because that's all I want. That's my purpose. Um, so I think, you know, from my perspective, that's, that's my purpose. Right. And that should be the definition of purpose. Like how can you have a positive impact on the world and leave a legacy behind? 
That's beautiful because so many people wrap their purpose around things that around things, around money, around cars. Yeah. All the time. I was there too. So that's beautiful. You know, once we can, once we figure out that our purpose is not necessarily about us, the world becomes a better place. And you're right. Like I said earlier, universe pays dividends, you know, no matter how you look at it to me, it's God to other people. It's universe. It could be whatever. Now, you brought up legacy, so I have to ask you, what legacy do you hope to leave behind for the world? Hmm. So this is something I'm still working on. That's why you sense a little bit of hesitation. Um, you know, for me, it's the legacy that I want to leave leave behind, and, and it's I want it to be for my family, is being known for doing good and helping others. Hmm. And there's more to that that I'm working out. Like there's, you know, my wife is big and she's passionate about taking care of animals. And so, you know, we want to set up a a nonprofit at some point where it's going to be just taking in all these different animals and having a farm and just giving back that way. So there's a lot more that's going to go into this. But as of right now, kind of the legacy I want to leave behind is like the Sydney's, they help and support others in need. I love it. And I'm looking forward to visiting Sydney Farms. That's going to be really so, cool. You might have to get on a plane because the Sydney's in 10 years, we're moving to Barbados. Oh. Don't, don't tell my wife because she thinks we might be moving to Aruba. I'm saying Barbados, but um, I fell in love with that island. Um, but yeah, 10 years, we're, we're moving to an island. Now, we'll, we'll live there long enough so we don't have to become you know citizens. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but we just, I, I need the warm weather. I mean, and she, so doesn't she, I mean, this morning she was complaining. She's like, it's so cold. And I'm like, convince our son to move to the Island and we'll be good. Cause you already know I'm ready to liquidate what, everything. What, what's your, what's your temp up there today? Oh God, it's snowing right now. So it's oh, probably, like, it's probably like 20, 30 degrees. We've um, we panicked here. We, I mean, there's collective panic in South Texas when it goes below like 65. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was 15 today. Yeah. So we're we're freezing um, our butts off. I but feel so I feel so bad for you guys. How about you come <laughs> up here and, and I need my walkway shoveled right now, gentlemen. So I'd love to see some snow. I mean, for me, that's that's the thing. Like, if it's gonna get cold, it's gotta snow. It's like, what am I doing if it's just just the sun's cold. shining out there? And it's yeah, just cold. Like, the anger, the uh, <laughs> the ice just angers me. Yeah, it, it's it's been crazy for us this winter because last week we got eighteen inches of snow. The next day. It rained and it was 50 degrees, melted all the snow away, and then it went back to cold and now it's snowing again. Yesterday it was probably like 45. It's weird, weird year, that's for sure. It is. Yeah. Well, well, 2023 was the hottest year on record, so yeah. I, I welcome the cold weather. I, I like cold. I like warm. I'm not really too big of a too hot person unless I'm on an island, right, where I don't have to wear all the clothes. Yep. But other other than that, I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the seasons. Yeah. So now I've got... Very important question. Okay. So we live in a crazy world, and, and you've heard me say this a ton of times if you listen to the podcast. It's very distorted. It's very dark. And it's really easy to get sidetracked. Hmm. How do you stay focused to your mission, to your purpose, and to your goal amidst all the noise? You know, there's a lot of things that I do. And I want to share a story before we go into it. And I think this will help you know, the listeners understand kind of where I come from and, and how I'm able to to deflect all the noise. You know, at the time I was working up up north as a CEO of the company with my business partner, we're driving. And he's like, hey, he's like, did you hear about this, this or that? 
And it was some big event. Like, guys, I, to this date, I still don't even remember what it was. It's something big that was happening. And I looked at him like, I have no idea what you are talking about. And he goes, how have you not heard about this? And I'm like, I haven't. And he explained to me what it was. And I, like I said, I, for now, it's already gone out of my mind what he, what he explained <laughs> to me. But then he stopped and looked at me. He goes, Lester, this is why you're so, so successful. I go, well, what do you mean? He goes, because you aren't even aware of these things. You are so focused on your mission, what you're trying to accomplish in this world, that you're not paying attention to any of the outside things that are coming in at you. And so for me, um, the easiest way for me to, to kind of push the noise away is I don't watch the news. I couldn't tell you the last time I watched the news. And I live with this philosophy, <clears throat> and, I, and some people are going to disagree with me that if it's a big enough event, I'll hear it from a family member or a friend. Yeah. If it's something that's going to impact me, I'm likely going to hear from a family member or a friend. Yeah. And so often people just get sucked into the TV and it's all trash. It's all trash. Like you have to think about how do these news stations make money? It's yep. off of ratings. It's a cycle so, of fear. Yep. You know what I mean? So like, and people thrive off of that. They thrive off of drama. They thrive fear, like all this stuff that is all bad and negative to us. People thrive off it and want more. Me, I don't pay any mind to it. Um, and that's how I'm able to kind of deflect the noise. And, you know, every now and then you'll get one of those those haters, let's say, right, that troll you on LinkedIn or some of the social media platforms. And if this was 15 years ago, I would have let it affect me. Now I kill them with kindness. Hey, we're all open to have our own opinions and thoughts about certain things. I appreciate you taking the time and sharing yours with me. I wish you the best of luck or whatever the message might be. And oftentimes people will typically react to those types of folks with more negative energy. And it's like, what they're doing is to get a rise out of you. And if I can get a rise out of Ray or I can get a rise out of you, Jerry, guess what, gentlemen? You are easily controllable. And I am so big on you need to be able to control your emotions and not allow external situations or circumstances or people affect how you operate. Because if they can, then you're like a puppet and I can control you um, if I want to. So again, that's how I do it, right? Simply, I just don't watch the news and I don't pay mind. And anyone who comes with some negativity or, or noise to me, I, I kill them with kindness. But you're right. There is a lot of darkness going on in this world. And there's things overseas that are happening. And those are things that I hear about. Um, and it's unfortunate that we're in a world right now where these types of things are happening. It's it's sad. And so all I can do is pray and, and, and hope that things get better, right? But the way that the world gets better is if everyone starts to change themselves and transform themselves to want to give back and want to help others. If we could think about this, gentlemen, if we could shift 2% of the world population, we could change a lot of people's lives. We can change this world. 2% of the, the entire world population, it's not a lot. It starts with one person at a time. The challenge is so many of us are in the drift. So many. And so you know, many. well, and the thing, the thing about that is that the world has been going through this forever 
you know, since the beginning, there's always been chaos. There's always been turmoil. There's always always been war. It's just now the media amplifies it and it's, it's creating a, a bigger division between people because before it's just something that was going on between one country or another country. Now what media does is it's involving everyone else right into these wars that we don't have anything to do with into an issue that we really don't have anything to do with, but automatically by going on to uh, social media or watching the news, it plugs you into something that it's not going to impact your life. So great, great, great advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's such a common theme on this show now. Uh, it is. Like, don't I watch heard, the news. I right. I haven't heard all the episodes yet, but everyone that I have heard, all the guests <laughs> that have come on, they all say they don't watch the news. Yeah. So I'm starting to attribute that maybe with success. Success is attributed with not watching <laughs> the news. And and listening to the Balanced Purpose Podcast. Yeah. Wait, I, I got to say there that again. So, add that plug. Yeah. So you got to edit that out. And listening to the Balanced Purpose Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so one more question for you. If you could find a uh, time machine, go back in time to meet your 18-year-old self, what's some advice you would give yourself? You know what? I'm going to go against this question and tell you that I wouldn't <laughs> want a time machine. And I wouldn't want to go back to tell my 18-year-old self anything. Because I wouldn't have become the man I am today. I wouldn't have experienced the things that I experienced if I wasn't hard-headed and and ignorant and doing the things that I thought needed, but it turned me into who I was today. So I wouldn't necessarily want to change anything um, about what's happened to me in my life. Now, so often people will tell you, yeah, I'd love to go back. And I would tell myself, hey, go pick this stock or go do this or buy Bitcoin, (laughs) right? You know, it's so crazy you bring up Bitcoin because I had a friend in high school and he made millions of dollars off it and was trying to tell me about it. I'm like, oh, this coin, what? This is crazy. And But again, I own that. I take the responsibility. I missed out on that opportunity. Um, so, so Ray, I would say I wouldn't even want a time machine. That's awesome. It would change. Yeah. It would change the trajectory of my life and it would change it in one of which that wouldn't have been authentic. It wouldn't have been one of which I learned through experience because I cheated the game. And too often in life, people like to cheat the game or find these shortcuts, but they're selling themselves short. And they need to realize pain, struggle, suffering, it's all temporary. And without the pain, suffer, struggling, and depression that I experienced this last year, I wouldn't have found my purpose and what's going to fulfill my life into the future. So I would say... You can keep your time machine, Ray. I'm not interested in going back in the past. I'm only interested in going into the future and the present state right now to see what I can do. We learn, we learn from our mistakes. So now that segues into my next question. Many people out there are struggling to find their purpose and are currently living in the noise, you know, not, not knowing what's next or what, what's just right around the corner. What's some advice you would give someone who's struggling today to find their purpose? You know, the first thing is before even that, they have to make a commitment to themselves that they want to find their purpose. You know, I've heard, you know, people say, oh, I want to do this or I want to achieve this, but none of them are committed. And that's why they don't achieve the things that they want. And commitment means you're willing to do things that make you feel uncomfortable. You're willing to sacrifice things to achieve whatever that is. And I think all commitments need to be grounded in a strong why. 
Why are you committed to this? Because if you don't have a strong enough why to get you up each and every single day to go after that commitment, it ain't going to happen. You know, I was talking with one of my mentees and he's like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to have my, I want my body to look this way. Right. I'm like, do you think that's a strong enough why to get up every day to go crush it? I go, let me give you, let me give you an idea of a strong why specifically for myself. And this is one of my goals this year. I want to get down to 15% body fat. And yeah, am I going to get abs and all the other great things with it? Yes. But my why is because I want to be healthy when I'm healthy to be here for my son's high school graduation, his college graduation. I want to see him get married. I want to play with my grandchildren, right? So that's my why of getting up every day and working out is because I want to see those things. Now that's going to get me up. And that's also going to get me to when I'm looking at that donut being like, hey, this donut is standing in between you and seeing your son get married. What do you want right now? Now, I'm not saying that, hey, you shouldn't reward yourself. Um, but what I mean by saying that is those are the reasons you have to have strong whys behind your commitment. So the first thing that I would say to people is you have to be prepared to be committed because it is not going to be easy. If everything was easy in life, guess what? We'd all be billionaires. We'd all be flying in private jets and all of these other things. So they have to find what is it they're committed, have a strong why. And I would also encourage them to do the ikigai. Take the time to fill that out. You know, I, I've shared it with so many people and they're like, wow, Lester, this has been life changing for me of finding out where my purpose and what's going to give me fulfillment out of life. So I'd say those are the three things that they would do. And then the last thing is, you know, find someone that can hold you accountable. Right. So you come up with your purpose and you make your commitments, have an accountability partner, someone that's going to be someone that you would trust in a foxhole with you. Right. So, you know, David Goggins talks about foxholes and I love it because you need someone in your life that's going to call you on your bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I have a couple of guys in my corner that they call my bullshit and I call their bullshit. And it just helps you stay accountable and stay true, authentic to yourself. So that's what I would say to do, Ray. And then obviously you can you can hire coaches. You know, I, I have an executive coach. Uh, who's also my therapist. There's a couple other coaches that I work with periodically. But um, outside of that, I think those are the most important pieces to get really going. And then once you know what your purpose is, create a plan. You know, too often in life, people put on a blindfold, right? And they're like, I want to achieve this. I want to achieve that. But they're not hitting their goals. And I'm like, think about this. If I put a blindfold on you and say, hey, you know what? Throw a dart and get me a bullseye. How likely, unless you're a professional out there, I'm sure there's some professional dart throwers out there that can do this, but like how successful are you going to be hitting that, that bullseye? It's the same thing with life. If you don't have a plan in place and a vision of where you're going at, you're not going to achieve anything that you want to go after. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So that's my I love, two cents on it. I, I love all that. You know, one of the most important things about what you just said is also understanding where you are in life. Yeah. You know, because we, we talk about the guy, but there's also Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm -hmm. right? And you have to make sure that you're established on each level in order to be able to level up. And that does take planning, that does take strategy, and that does take laser focus. Uh, because there's so many people out there that can barely pay their rent, yet they want to, you know, buy this new car or things <sighs> that are just way outside of their limits. And and so understanding that there's there's... There's time, there's purpose, there's value to all of this. You know, it's a huge equation and it can all be accomplished, but it has to be accomplished the right way at the right time. So I love what you just said. And, and I think that you and I could probably have a conversation on that that could last an hour alone just Absolutely. and talking you know, about that. 
don't even get me started on the people living outside their means and 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 all these materialistic things and hey i can't feed my kids but i got the brand new jordans on like come on yeah come on we can have a whole conversation around how people prioritize things well well then we'll just go ahead and schedule a part two after I'm, after we hang I up am, here and <laughs> i am so game, i am so game for a part two three four however many you, you want to do there's so much that we can talk about but um but yeah it's uh this has been this has been a great experience and man you again inviting me on here this is uh this has been fun yeah and i appreciate you coming on the show i've I've had i've had a great time today and if our viewers and listeners wanted to get to know a little more about you and contact you is there a website they can go to so ray at the moment there's no website so if they want to just look up lester sydney and you can find me on linkedin for now you can read all about me uh but in q2 of this year i will be launching a website uh, that's going to talk a little bit more about myself um, and my life and also offering coaching services. But there is something else that's really exciting that me and Angela are working on that I want to plug real quick. Um, and this actually stemmed out of our first meeting, which is we're putting together a mastermind. It's going to be a three, four day weekend getaway in Pennsylvania. Um, more, uh, There'll be a bigger announcement about this. Uh, it's only going to be limited to 10 people to join us. And essentially what we're going to be doing is working with people to help them take their dreams and their vision and make it become a reality. So everyone walks with an actionable plan specific to themselves on how to achieve the things that they can achieve, but just might not have the tools um, or the drive or the push that they need from someone. So we're here and we're putting that together. Um, so we'll be starting to make some slow announcements about it. But other than that, just visit my LinkedIn, Lester Sydney, And uh, as I always tell people, I'm here to fuel your mind and spark your dream. I was going to say, I, I pulled you up on LinkedIn and I was just going to ask you if you're the one with that cover photo. I see spark the mind, fuel the dream. Yep. So very cool. And we'll attach that to show notes as well. And also for this mastermind in Pennsylvania, when do you plan on launching that? Do so you have a date yet? Yeah, we don't have a date yet, but it's going to be in August. August. Okay. Um, if you want another voice of reason, shoot me an invite. Okay. I like, I like catching flights to different places for the fun of it. Okay. Plus, our family likes to travel, so. Well, it's always a good thing too, and and the the resort that he picked out is uh, actually his his um his mother in law owns it, and it's a nice little retreat. It's kind of out in the out in the sticks, so service, and there's going to be very very little service, which I love too. We'll probably oh, make cool. their phones too when they when they arrive. So we're still working out all the details, but it should be a good little event. Perfect. Well, thanks for joining us today. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you again. Awesome. Balance Purpose Podcast was created and hosted by me, Ray Trevino, and is produced and edited by Jerry Forbeck. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Check us out at balancepurposepodcast.com and on Instagram at balancepurposepodcast. Remember, finding your purpose is a journey, not a destination, and it takes time and effort to achieve balance. Make it a great day.